This is the Worth Recovery Podcast, featuring women in addiction. Welcome back to Worth Recovery, a podcast featuring women and sex addiction. My name is Amy. I'm your host here, and I am a sex addict, and I've been sober since December 2nd of 2012, which is like one, like five years and one month and 17 days today, which is awesome. Um, I, every time I record a podcast, I listen, unless I'm doing it in my car, I listen to the opening music and I dance. I hope you danced a little bit this morning. I love that music. It's by a a band called Brazmataz. I just love jazz music. I love Latin jazz music. I love so many different things and flavors about that. Anyway, if you didn't know that, there you go. A lot of their music is in the public domain, which means it's free and you can use it however you want. So I love it. Anyway, okay, today, today, so I've been thinking a lot about this podcast episode and what I wanted to share with you, Um, and so I'm going to share with you uh, daily courage, some of the like daily courage that happens in our lives in recovery, but also just our lives in general. I wanted to share with you um, a journal entry from earlier this week. So, uh, I, yeah, so this particular day I woke up and I just didn't want to be awake. I'm sure you have, uh, felt that way. I just didn't want to get out of bed and I kind of forced myself to get out of bed and engage in my morning routine, which includes 20 minutes of writing in my journal. So this is what my 20 minutes of writing in my journal, uh, came up with. It is 8.20 a.m. and I already feel overwhelmed by what the day is going to bring to me and the amount of things I need to do. There is so much to do. I can't keep up. I think this is one of the reasons I have lived in grief for so long. I had an inkling of what was going to be on the other side and I haven't felt up to the task. How can I manage all of it? How can I keep up, let alone move forward, move anything forward in a meaningful way? I try to eat better. That takes time. I try to be clean and organized. That takes time. I want to be present. That takes time. I need to work on my own recovery. That takes time. Work, podcasting, church, manage my finances, work on intensives, the university, see my friends, do my recovery coaching, work with the young women in my ward, therapy, family, try to see my family, relax, self-care, congruity. That's my consulting business. Be a friend, teach piano, teach at the university. All of it takes so much time. And then I'm supposed to act like I'm not rushed or distracted all the time so that people feel that I am present with them because that is what I want to do. That is who I want to be. I want to be present with them. I want to do all things in my life with love. That's one of my mantras for the year. Do all things with love. The more I write about it, the more frantic I feel. Like I just can't keep up and I feel it's this never ending cycle. And then in the big capital letters in the middle of the page here, it says, calm the hell down, Amy. That's one of the things I say to myself all the time. 
Calm the hell down. Truth. A lot of times when I write in my journal, I do this thing where I like vent and then I try to like process it, right? So I wrote truth in big capital letters. We all have the same amount of time. Truth, again, in big capital letters. You are doing way better than you have been doing. Cut yourself some slack. Truth, this is why you hired an assistant. You need to give her more to do and trust her more. Truth, this is where the steps really work in the chaos and unmanageability of your life. Surrender, control what you can control and let the rest go. Truth, you need to say no to more things and prioritize better in your life. Truth, this is scarcity thinking. If you wake up and start the day feeling deficient, your day will never change or end feeling abundant. On the next page I have quoted, your courage will reward you. So the universe says to me via Panda Express. So real quick insert here. Like a couple days ago, I was at Panda Express for lunch with some people and my fortune cookie honestly said, your courage will reward you. I posted it on Facebook. Like I took a picture of it. So really, and I just felt like the universe speaking to me like confirmation, right? Universe confirmation information that I that the universe knows that I'm working on having the courage to do the things I need to do. And I just loved it. I have it on my desk here. I'm going to look at it all year. Your courage will reward you. Anyway, okay, so back to my journal. Your courage will reward you. So the universe is saying to me via Panda Express. So the real question is, what courage do I need today? First, I need courage to be present with the people in my life and not think about what I could be getting done instead. That's a huge thing for me. Okay, that's a sidebar. Let me finish reading and then I'll discuss each one of these. So first was the courage to be present with people in my life and not think about what I could be getting done instead. Second, courage to say no. Pick two things on the never-ending list of things to do and say no. Call them and say you can't do it. No one is going to die. Three, courage to delegate and trust others. Call Keely, that's my assistant, and give her two projects that you would normally not assign out because you don't trust people and think you need to do it yourself. Do it. Make it happen. Assign, delegate, trust other people. Four, courage to switch and challenge the mindset of scarcity. Get your gratitude journal out and write until you feel the shift. You know what that feels like. You've done it before. Make it happen. Okay, I can do this today. I can move things forward in a meaningful way today. Just today, one day. I'll handle tomorrow, tomorrow. The end. It really does say the end. Sometimes in my journal, I just am like, and I'm done. The end, right? So I wanted to share that with you for a couple of reasons. One, this is my life. Like my life is busy and chaotic and unmanageable and overwhelming. Um, and I've got 50 million things I feel like I have to manage. And I'm not saying my life is any different than yours. I am confident that your life is the same. That you have, I'm, I'm not even married. I don't have children to manage. And so, but those of you that have a partner and you have children and maybe you work and you have a household to manage and you're trying to do recovery and you're trying to sponsor and you're trying to be involved in your church. Maybe you're trying to help other people. Maybe you're trying to give back in a certain way. Like, I get that. I so 
get that. Um, I, that's my life. I have four, five different jobs that I manage. Um, I'm trying to, you know, really manage my food. I'm trying to put all my efforts kind of into worth recovery because I have so many things and so many exciting things that I'm worried about. But this is life. This is our rushed, hectic, chaotic, unmanageable, pressured life that we live in. And sometimes just facing one day takes a lot of courage. It did for me on this day, right? There were four things I felt like I needed courage. And so I want to just talk for a few minutes about each of those things. And I'm going to kind of go backwards because that's kind of the order I did them in. So I wanted to go backwards. So the last thing that I wrote on my courage list, hang on just a second. And that's reality too, that sometimes I need water, right? Okay, so the last thing on my list was the courage to switch or challenge the mindset of scarcity. I could do a whole podcast episode on this and I probably will throughout the year because it's one of the things that I am really trying to challenge myself on is this mindset of scarcity that I have. One of my biggest tools, so if you're not familiar, a scarcity mindset is just that whole, I'm never enough. There's not enough time. There's not enough money. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not beautiful enough. Um, And so it creates a lot of... um, tendencies in our life to to be discouraged or victimized, I would say, um, especially victims. It encourages this idea that I have no responsibility or that I can't um, change what's happening to me. And one of the biggest ways that I've worked on challenging that mindset is a gratitude journal. And a lot of people do this and I've heard this before and I started it years and years ago. Like I think my first gratitude journal I started in 2001, like way before recovery was even a piece of my life or I even knew I needed recovery way before that. But one of the things that's always helped me with is to shift that mindset of scarcity to being grateful for what I have. So on this particular day, um, I just wanted to read some of you. I, One of the things I do is when I'm feeling that pressure, like typically, okay, so typically my gratitude journal, I write five things I'm grateful for and I choose one to expound on a little bit and say why I'm grateful for it, okay? So that's typically what I do. It takes maybe three minutes every day, two to three minutes. It's part of my morning routine. But when I'm having those days when scarcity is the mindset of the day, when I wake up that way, then one of the things I will do is I will just list until I feel a, um, an emotional shift inside of me. And it's something that I'm, I've worked on, something I know, something I'm aware of when it happens. You might not be, and that's fine. You can get there if you want, but it's something that I'm aware of. So on this particular day, I wrote, uh, I'm just going to read you some of them, not all of them, but some of them. Um, I wrote Jackie, she's my therapist. And then I wrote wisdom and give me the words to say what I need to say. I just love listening to her talk. But anyway, podcasting, um, reality, re-engagement, opportunities, the support I feel in my life. I'm grateful for the fortune that I received. I'm grateful for the to feel excited. I'm grateful to be healthy. Um, I'm grateful to have a car, transportation. I'm grateful for an income, for resources in my life, for a beautiful place to live, for the recent sunshine. It has been so bright here. For friends, for another trip around the sun, I celebrated my birthday this last week, and I'm just grateful for that. 
grateful for a new year. I'm grateful to be mending some family relationships. I'm grateful for the good, solid sleep that I got. I'm grateful for sweets, um, the show Bones, you know, and the character sweets. I recently was uh, watched uh, just an, an episode, a uh, rerun. And uh, just really grateful for sweets and what he had to say. I'm grateful for new clothes. I'm grateful for the people in my life. I'm grateful for the help that I can provide for others. I'm grateful for the help that I can give others with addiction. I'm grateful for my higher power. And and then I start naming people. And just goes on and on. It's about a page and a half. And just goes on. And I remember, like, I remember the kind of that physical, emotional shift that I felt inside of me. And so if you're struggling with scarcity mindset today, I hope that you'll have the courage to look for the things that you're grateful for. That takes courage and intention. And, um, and that's what I did that day to help me kind of shift that mindset. Uh, so working up from the bottom of this list, the second was the courage to delegate and trust others. And for me, <laughs> That's huge. That's one of the major character defects that I have is that I don't always trust other people to get things done. And so I don't delegate. I don't use the resources around me. Um, and I just think that if, it, it's, if it's going to get done, I have to do it. And that's not a crazy thought. I mean, that's trauma. That is my trauma. My trauma is if it's going to get done, I have to do it. Um, that's the trauma of my childhood. That's the trauma of my adult life. Even if it's going to get done, I have to do it. And especially if I want it done right, if I want it done right, I have to do it. I can't trust other people to do it. And that's some of my own trauma issues that I have to work through. Um, and so I, this day, it takes me a lot of courage and a lot of intention for me to say, okay, I'm going to take something that I want to do even if I, you know, I don't want to do it and I'm going to delegate it to someone else to do and to help me with. Um, I know that I can't get done everything that I need to get done, especially if I want to move worth recovery forward, which is what I want to do. And so I've got to have help. And so that day I picked two things that I, oh man, I still even thinking about it hurts me just a little bit that I want, wanted to do. Um, but that, I don't need to do that. Definitely my assistant could do. And I emailed her and delegated those two things. Now I'm happy to report that she's amazing, totally amazing. So they're getting done and that's going to be awesome. And, but that takes courage on my part. It takes a lot of courage for me to reach out and trust other people with things that are important to me or that I want to get done. And maybe you're the same way. Maybe it takes a lot of courage for you to trust other people and that's okay. That's good. I'm, I know I, that's reality, right? That's what I should say. That's reality. And for some of us, we have to challenge that and it takes courage to challenge that. That was, that took a lot of courage for me that day. And I'm excited that about the results. And I'm hoping that I can build on that courage throughout this year and do more of that. Okay, next thing on the list was the courage to say no. Pick two things from my never-ending list of things to do and say no. So, again, if you're like me, these are some of my, like, ACA, my childhood, family of origin issues. Um, I can't, I have a hard time saying no, right? I would say that I have definitely gotten better over the last six years that I've been in recovery. 
I definitely have gotten better. Um, I will say no if it's something that I don't want to do, right? I will just say no. I don't want to do that. Okay, I'll say no. But there are still some areas where I'm not as good at saying no. One of those is like where I feel um, where people approach me and say, I just thought about you. You would be the best candidate for this. You would do really well at this. You would be awesome. And in my mind, I'm saying, yeah, I would be awesome. And I'm also in my mind saying, how in the world am I going to get that done with all the other things I have to get done? But because they, you know, approached me that way, I, I can't say no. I'm bad at that. So I picked two things that I don't really have to do, um, that I, I don't really have to do. And one of them I asked for help on. And so I just said, hey, I, I want to be able to do this, but I don't have the time to get everything done. So I will do this if you will do X, Y, and Z, right? So it was a little bit of a negotiation. And, um, and I was able to take a huge piece of this off my plate, but still be able to do part of it, okay? So I said no to a huge piece. I, um, and I'm still able to help a little bit with the way that they wanted me to help. So that worked out really, really well. And I'm feeling a lot less pressure from that. And then the other thing, I just flat out said no. I just called and said, hey, I really wanted to do this and I really thought that I would have time, but I don't have time. And so I need to back out of this commitment. Now, I I hate doing that. I really hate doing that. I have been trying in my recovery and in my life to assess things prior to making commitments so that I can I know if I have the time to get that done. But in this case, in the last few months, I would say I just commit to things and hoping that they would like pull me out of my grief like oh maybe if i get involved in that i would start feeling better right well this case that kind of backfired on me so i just flat out said no and you know what nobody died oh my gosh it was amazing in fact the person said oh no problem i understand you've got a lot going on let me go ahead and pick that up or i know someone else and then she said, she wrote me back and said, hey, someone else is going to do it. So I felt really good about that, right? No one died. No one was mad at me. No one was angry. I did it in enough time for them to find someone else to fulfill that obligation. So I wasn't like backing out at the last minute. But I was able to really kind of just go through the list of my things to do and make an assessment of like, I don't, I don't need to do this. This is not going to contribute to the goals that I have for my life. And so I was able to say no. Maybe that's something that you struggle with is saying no or assessing your commitment level or feeling obligated to do things that you don't want to do. And it takes courage to be able to say, hey, that's not going to work for me. But let me tell you that it works. You know, people do it all the time, right? I've had people call me and be like, hey, I know I committed to this, but I can't. Okay. And I don't hate them. I mean, I might be mad if it's like a last minute thing, but typically I can get, I can figure it out and get it done. So I hope that you can find the courage today to say no. One of the things I tell myself a lot of times when I'm looking for that courage is no one's going to die, right? Like there won't be any blood spill over this. And that seems ridiculous sometimes, but it's those kind of like things that I have to remind myself of to get the courage to do things. Because in the moment, 
to get the courage to say no. Because in the moment, it does feel like someone's going to die. If not me, then I feel like they're going to hate me or they're going to die or I'm going to overly burden them for saying no. And so one of the things I have to remind myself is no one is going to die. And I, that works for me. You know, you've got to find something that works for you, right? What's the mantra that you're going to tell yourself that allows you to say no? So in this case, what I tell myself is no one's going to die. And no one died. In fact, it was totally fine. We didn't have any problems. I was able to say no to those two commitments and lighten the obligations or the things that I have to do. And then the la- the first thing on my list, but I'm going backwards. So the last thing on my list was be present with people in my life and not think about what I could be do- getting done instead. So that's a big deal for me <laughs> because I want to live my life present. I want to be present with the people that I'm with. When I'm with someone, I want them to feel like I am with them. Not that I'm looking at my phone, not that I'm worried about what else I could be getting done instead. Not that I'm, you know, constantly running things through in my head about what else I need to be get done that day. Um, it, I want to be present with them. I want to feel, I want them to feel like I am there to spend time and be with them. And that takes a lot of courage because it takes the courage to put my phone away and not look at it even though I'm expecting some major emails or phone calls or text messages. Um, it takes courage to stay present and not recite in my head the million things that I need to be doing. Um, it takes courage to really not focus on the other things that I need to be doing or um, to focus on what they're saying and to listen actively. And sometimes for me, it takes courage not to cut them off or fill in the blank I found myself doing that last week with my, with one of my friends, but then also my brother. Like it was just this one day where I just kept doing that. So they would start a sentence and I would finish it and, or I would fill in the blank or they would hesitate and I would fill in the blank for them. And my brother got quite upset with me because I was doing it a lot and I had to really apologize and then also back down. And it was kind of an indicator for me as I was thinking about that later about how I was not being present. I was trying to kind of rush them both, my friend and my brother, through their conversation so that I could get on to what I wanted. And I wasn't being patient. I wasn't listening actively. And I was really worried more about my own thoughts and my own ideas than I was about theirs. And I don't like that about myself, that when I get that way... I tend to disregard other people. And so it takes a lot of courage to be present when we're feeling rushed and overwhelmed. It takes a lot of courage to be present in general. So that was my list, those four things. That was the courage that I needed for that day. The courage to challenge and switch my mindset from scarcity to abundance. I did that using my gratitude journal. Uh, The courage to delegate and trust others. Uh, to really recognize that I can't get all of this done and to use the resources that I have and to trust other people. The courage to say no. No one's going to die if you say no. I promise. No one's going to die. And then the fourth is to be present in my life with the people in my life. I wanted to share this with you today because it takes a lot of courage sometimes to just live one day. 
Sometimes we get so overwhelmed and we can give into this kind of defeatist, scarcity, victimized attitude of, I, I can't get it all done. I'm, I'm just a victim. I'm so chaotic. And, and usually when I go there, nothing good happens. <laughs> nothing good happens. And sometimes it takes courage to figure out what we need for that day in order to move things forward. This day, I moved things forward significantly in a meaningful way. Even though I started in this scarcity mindset of I don't have enough, I don't have enough time, I don't have enough resources, I don't, I can't get this all done. By the end of the day, I had moved things significantly forward on three major fronts and I stayed present with my family. Um, I visited with my nieces and nephews that afternoon and we played a game together and I had a blast. It was so fun. And and then I got to visit them a couple days later as well. And uh, and they remembered. They were like, let's play that again. It was so much fun. And to recognize that I'm building relationships with people in my life when I can remain present. So my challenge for you today is what courage do you need today? Right? Today. Just today. Because at the end of my journal entry, remember I wrote, okay, I can do this today. I can move things forward in a meaningful way today. Just today, one day, that's all I have to worry about. I'll handle tomorrow, tomorrow. The end. <laughs> I I hope that today, whatever courage you need, you can find. We all have these chaotic, unmanageable days, sometimes weeks or months or years in our lives. We all have things that take up time. We all have things that cause problems for us. We all have things that we need to get done. And it takes courage to get those things done, to do what needs to happen. If you need the courage to say no, remember, no one's going to die. If you need the courage to challenge your scarcity mindset, get out a piece of paper and write all the things that you're grateful for in your life until you feel that shift inside of you. If you need the courage to delegate and trust others, just start with something small, something small and trust it with someone else. And if you need the courage to be present, work on being present because ultimately at the end, that's all that matters is that we are present with the people in our lives and build those relationships. Okay. We'll talk more about daily courage as we go along this year. I hope that you find the courage that you need for today. Because no matter where you're at, no matter what's going on, no matter how far you think you've fallen or you have fallen, no matter how shameful you feel, no matter how chaotic and unmanageable, no matter how long the list of never-ending things there is to do in life, in recovery, all of that stuff, you are 100% worth recovery. I know that. 100% worth it. Take the time to make it happen for you. Because that is your gift to the world. And that is your gift to yourself, is your own recovery. I know that you are worth that. If you don't believe me, you can trust me. If you don't believe it yourself, that's what I meant to say, you can trust me. I believe that. And one day you will start believing it as well. A big shout out to our Worth Warriors. Thanks so much for all you do. And the thing and the money that you contribute to keep this podcast free for all of the women throughout the world. We're currently averaging 600 downloads a day, ladies. Isn't that crazy? That is just crazy to me. 
Um, if you are looking for ways that you can have more courage this year, I hope that you'll have joined me on the Talking Back Challenge. I'm so excited. I'm loving this challenge. And also that you'll join me at the Courage Conference coming up in Salt Lake City on February 24th. Um, we've got a great lineup. Um, so excited about what's going on there. All information on all of that. Worth Warriors, the Talking Back Challenge, um, and the Courage Conference are on the website, www.worthrecovery.com. So I hope you'll join me at one of those and find the courage that you need this year and today. Focus on today. The courage that you need today to move your life forward in a meaningful way. I think about you, I pray for you, and I love you. Until next time. Amy. stuff. The mission of Worth Recovery is to dispel shame and build hope in the lives of women struggling with and recovering from sex addiction. I am not associated with any 12-step group, religious organization, or therapeutic clinic. I am an addict sharing my own experiences and recovery.